0: Okay, we want to thank the worship team. John and son work every week to tie the songs that we sing to the message. And then everyone else meets during the week and prepares for Sunday. So we thank them, praise them for the work that they do. And don't forget... This is a little commercial, don't forget, Tuesday is election day. We have a responsibility as a Christian to vote. I'm looking forward to the time when God decides that it's time for us to have our own building and we can get to meet together and get to know one another just a lot better than we do right now. I thought I would start today just telling you just a little bit about myself. Get to know, help you get to know me a little bit better. I was born into a family with two older brothers, one 10 and one 12 years older than I am. After I was born, the doctor got all cleaned up and was walking out of the delivery room and the nurse yelled at him and said, Doctor, you need to get back here. There's another one coming. We were born before they had all the testing that they do now. For 20 minutes, I was the youngest member of our family, and then I became one of the twins. We were so identical that my dad had a lot of problems trying to tell us apart. And actually, I look at pictures of us when we're little, and I can't tell which one's me and which one's my brother. People ask me, which one are you? And I'm not sure. It worked out pretty well for me, really. One time, my brother got fed, or I got fed twice. And another time, my brother got spanked twice. <laughs> and I'm sure that I didn't tug on the sleeve of my dad and say, hey, you know, it's my turn to get spanked. <laughs> we got tricycles when we were about three years old. And when they were brand new, we could ride them in the house. We had a drawer in the kitchen where we stored the flour, and so my brother and I got into that drawer. My mother was outside, I think, hanging up clothes, and we put some flour on the, that little step on the back of the tricycle and made it like a little truck and rode around the house until it was gone, and then we back go back to the drawer and reload it. When she got back in the house, there was flour ground into the carpet and the hardwood floors all over the house. I don't remember doing it, but I sure heard a lot of stories about what we did. In the passage of Scripture that we'll be reading today, Jesus is responding to the chief priests, the scribes, and the elders who were questioning his authority after he'd Cleansed the temple and thrown out the money changers. So if you want, would you open your Bibles to Mark 12. We'll be reading verses 28 through 34.
1: Mark 12, 28 through 34. And one of the scribes came up and heard them disputing with one another. And seeing that, he answered them well, asked them, which commandment is the most important of all? Jesus answered, The most important is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. And then the scribes said to him, You are right, teacher. You have truly said that he is one, and there is no other beside him. And to love him with all your heart and with all the understanding and with all the strength and to love one's neighbor as oneself is much more important than all who than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. And when Jesus saw that he answered wisely, he said to him, you are not far from the kingdom of God. And after that, no one dared to ask him any more questions. This is the word of the Lord.
0: Thank you, Brianne. Let's pray. Our Father, we look into your word and we want to be taught. We don't want what we have as individuals. We want what you have for us individually. Lord, you teach each one of us a little bit differently. We pray that you would speak to us today. In Jesus' name, amen. When I was seeking thoughts about this portion of Scripture, I came across a statement from Pastor Rick Warren, who said, God's Word will never change your life until you let it become personal. Then he stated, when you personalize Scripture, you will start to read the Bible as God's love letter to you. The Scriptures are one of God's gifts to you. I pray that your desire is to allow God to love you by studying them. English has one word for love, and in the Greek there are five words. English is somewhat deficient in describing the type of love that uh, sometimes Scripture talks about. Two of these words are used in this passage. Um, It's a path, let's see. I skipped a part. Uh, John 21, 15 is an example, and it reads, When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? And he said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And you've heard messages on the passage where Jesus asked Peter if he loved him three times, but there is a difference. And I know most of you have heard uh, about the difference where English has just one word for love and in Greek there are five words for five different types of love. But two of these are used in this passage. Agape love, which is an unconditional love, and it's the type of love which is unconcerned with self, concerned only with the greater good of another, and agape requires faithfulness, commitment, sacrifice, without expecting anything in return. And phileo love is like a dear friend, bonding over similar interests, but it's much more than just an acquaintance. The passage from Mark 12 uses the word for agape love when it tells us the type of love which is the most important commandment. That's the strongest love that we have in our language. I like how Mark explains it. We are to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Hmm. Heart, soul, mind, and strength that pretty much tells me that we are to love our God with everything we've got. If we take a look at the commandment, it starts out with you. You are to love. So you and I are required to do something. We have to personalize this. I personalized the passage and changed it to read, I am to love the Lord my God unconditionally with all my heart with all my soul, with my total mind and all of my strength. The second is that I am to love unconditionally my neighbor as myself. Can we do that? Well, probably not. At least not alone. At least I find that I can't. Too often I think I have to do it myself, but that's not true. We can ask God to help us to love him, and he answers. This brought to mind a little boy that Barb had when she was teaching. She had a resource room teaching kids who had problems reading. She had just a few students in her room at a time and was able to get to know them really get to love them. Well, most of them. There was one little boy in a third grade class who was small, had an eye problem, was very disruptive in class. Barbara came home one day and said, you know, she really didn't like this boy, didn't really want to teach him. She prayed every day that God would, <clears throat> God would give her a love for Jeff. Soon her attitude began to change, and eventually he became one of her very favorite students. She had the privilege of leading him to the Lord. During that year, she was able to walk with him as, he, as his mother got sick and died from cancer. She shared with him how much his mother had loved him, how much God loved him. Jeff went on to graduate from high school, later came back to Seabarb a few years later. He was now a commercial fisherman in Alaska. When she asked him, he told her that God was not a part of his life anymore. That was disappointing. But she asked if she could pray with him, and he agreed. She told him that she would continue praying for him. A couple years later, with an accident, he was killed on the fishing boat. At his memorial service, we learned that he had recommitted his life to God, had been teaching Sunday school when he was home from fishing, and one day before he was killed, he called his girlfriend and told him he was quitting fishing, coming home, he was going to start a new life. He didn't make it home. The reason I tell this story is that the more I've got to know Jeff, the more she loved him. Let's take a look at the two commandments. What should we do? We want to obey the commandment to love the Lord. The only way to really love him is spend time with him. We spend time with him by studying his Word. Remember, the scriptures are God's love uh, gift to us. We need to make use of them as God intended. Spend time every day studying the word, finding out just how scripture tells us that we are to put his word into practice because we have to do something with it, not just learn about it. Spend time in prayer. I like to begin my prayer time By praising him and thanking him. If we just look around, we find that we are truly blessed. Tell him. Don't talk all the time when you're praying. Silence in some of our prayers can be our gift to God at times. Many of you already do listen to him well. Some of us don't, or maybe don't even try. Jesus gave us the Holy Spirit when we became a Christian. Listen to him. The Bible tells us to ask him for your needs, even the smallest things, I think. I believe if they're important to you, they are important to God. However, he's not a vending machine. You ask for whatever you want and you get it. He's... Uh, he is the one who's responsible much more than us ask god to give you the means to fulfill his command to love him and also to love one another another way another way that god tells us to demonstrate our love for him is to work out work on becoming the person that he wants us to be galatians 5 22 and 23, tells us, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. I like what Pastor Ray Stedman said about the fruit of the Spirit. He said, The first and the greatest is love. And following love... There is joy, and that is love enjoying itself, peace. That is love, resting, patience. That is love, waiting, kindness. That is love reacting, goodness. And that is love choosing, faithfulness. And that is love keeping its word, goodness. And that is love, empathizing, self-control. And that is love, resisting temptation. I see this list as our goal in becoming the person that God wants us to be. And that's hard. We have to talk to him and tell him we need help. The next question is, how do we love our neighbor? We are commanded by God to love our neighbor as ourselves, and that's a pretty high standard. What we do for our neighbor, we do without expecting anything in return. We acknowledge we can't do it on our own, so we ask God to help us. Jesus says in John 13:34 and 35, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. I think Jesus gives us the means to demonstrate two things. We show both our love for God, which is the greatest commandment, while at the same time helping us obey the second greatest commandment, which is to love our neighbor. We fulfill the first by obeying the second. And Scripture tells us how to love one another. And I have a list, which I plagiarized, from Ray Steadman, who in turn admitted that he discovered it on the desk of one of his interns, and so he copied it. This is a list of thirty five instructions on how we are to love one another. I'll give a couple of examples. Galatians five twenty six says Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. So we are to not envy one another. And a positive example is in Galatians six two. Bear one another's burdens, so fulfill the law of Christ. The other side of that is, and it's not stated, but if we don't share our burdens with other believers, we deprive them of the privilege of bearing those burdens, and that is a privilege. This entire list of 35 guides tells us how God wants wants us to interact with other people. With our neighbors. With it, we can put into practice the commandment that Je- of Jesus to love your neighbor as yourself. And there are copies available. They'll be on the table out there in the foyer, and then I'll have them here on the platform after the service. When you look over the list, you realize it's really not easy to obey God in everything. Some things on this list put me out of my comfort zone, and I'm sure we all need to ask Lord for help. I have a list in my mind of all kinds of reasons that I can use to justify not stepping out to love our neighbor. I look at God's list in this, and I have to ask him to help me take my list to the shredder. I looked at the list and prayed about them. I thought, oh, well, I can do that. And the next one, yeah, I can do that. And then I came to another and said, uh-oh, I've got a problem. And went on down the list. So I need God to help me. And so I asked him. I would ask that we all take a look over this list of, God's list of helping one another. Pray through it. Ask God to begin to change us where we might want to, need to change. It may take time, but don't be concerned about that. God has time. Today is a great day to start. Our instructions from Scripture are clear. What we want is a closer, interactive, personal relationship with our Lord. God commands us to love him and to demonstrate that love to others. Let's pray. Father, we look to you and we thank you for your word. We thank you that you love us so much that you gave us your word. And we can study it, we can find out how you want us to live, the type of people that you want us to be, Help us, Lord, to look into your word and to respond the way you would have us to respond, to take action, to reach out to our neighbors, to find out who they are, to share your love with everyone that we meet. Lord, to reach out and respond, to take action on what you would have us to do. Thank you, Lord, for your work and for how word and for how you teach us week by week, day by day, to be the people you want us to be. In Jesus' name, Amen.